Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Catching Up with Jeff G. So this week, it is my pleasure to introduce whom some of you may know as K Money, <laughs> or maybe by his gamer tag, Kumpow Panda, but it is my buddy, Kevin Chen. How you doing, Kevin? Doing all right, Jeff. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, Kevin, for those who may not know you, do you want to introduce yourself briefly? Uh, my name is Kevin. I got the nickname K Money in early high school. I think it was basketball related. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't actually know. I'm into basketball. I'm into video games. I was doing boxing before quarantine and that plan. And I've been doing gym. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a good intro. <laughs> so uh, thanks for uh, explaining where you got that K Money nickname from. Because the last time I recorded with Simon, who's one of our mutual friends, and he was he wanted me to really ask you. Where do all of these nicknames come from? And what about Compile Panda? What about your gamer tag? Where did that come from? Oh, I just like making it. I just thought of Kung Pao Chicken, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I just like making usernames that are kind of a little funny, usually in some way, or have like some funny meaning to me. Yeah. All right. Wait, does do your friends call you K Money in real life, or is that more? Oh of yeah, a yeah, past like, thing? literally, it goes from like. Fam- my family calls me it like my mom dad know it and they call me it sometimes <laughs> really all of the people i'm not even kidding um people from uh high school still call me that people in college call me that like literally all my friends know that, that i'm called k money i still call me k money to this day i think the first time like you changed your name to that in like our group chat i think before i knew you were called k money i thought it was supposed to be read as like k dollar sign like, you know, like the rapper, like Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought I was like, "Oh, is that how you're supposed to see it?" <laughs> nah, yeah. K Money, duly noted. All right, and Kevin, you also mentioned fitness, which okay. is something I wanted to talk to you about as well because um, you're quite a fit person now, and you know I've seen old photos of you, and that wasn't always the case. So, talk to me about that, man. What what changed in your physical lifestyle? Uh, I guess um, I had a friend high school friend he was talking to me over the summer i think it was 2018 yeah summer of 2018 and he was like starting to train people with like um just weight loss and teach them nutrition and everything and he was asking me if i wanted to do it and like he would help me out in the first few months so uh i decided to take him up on it because i was already thinking i was already going gym Mm -hmm. for like a few months before he asked me but like i feel like i didn't know what i was doing like Mm -hmm. like um a lot of people don't know when you first start like trying to lose weight like you can't just hit gym and expect to lose weight you might lose a little bit but um it's mainly about the nutrition i didn't realize i was always still eating terribly Mm -hmm. so um i got the nutrition down i actually put in also a lot more work with the workouts like uh i think at my peak Mm -hmm. i work out like six times a week Jeez, yeah six (laughs) times a week and i do like uh like example one day would be um called uh push day which is a chest shoulders triceps i would do Mm -hmm. um, four chest exercises three shoulder exercises and two tricep exercises Mm -hmm. and that takes such a long time especially like just like because you don't want to just rush into the next set or you don't want to take too long rest but Mm -hmm. it just is a very much long grind and then when i was trying to lose weight too Mm -hmm. eventually like later on down the line i had to do more exercise obviously because i can't just do what i'm doing and eat at last and continue to expect i'm gonna lose weight right away so um, right also was doing um cardio after my workout because like apparently if you do cardio in the early parts of the workout you tire out Mm -hmm. worse and like you you don't get as much with your lifts so um i did like stairmaster for 30 minutes or like i would do them dude those things kill my legs oh man i I tried it once and i was like why do people do this although i think i also was at the gym where and and true story i used to go to the gym but uh (laughs) but i remember when i was at the gym one time and i think this firefighter was basically like doing in commemoration of like Mm 9-11 so he was doing a stairmaster with like a full-out firefighter gear on oh my god and i was like dude i can barely do it with like light shirt and shorts i don't know how he does it i did like i would do it for when i do it for like 30 minutes dude after my legs would literally just be shot to jello <laughs> and like my my um my gym i go to mm-hmm. like there's like um two flo- the everything's there's like two floors in the gym i think at mm-hmm. least 
and you have to go downstairs right after because all the stuff in the gym is basically the second floor. Right. So like I'm going down the stairs. I'm just like a cl- like going down way too fast because my legs just feel like jello. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Do you have a like a favorite or least favorite workout when you're? Oh, uh, my least favorite workout, I say deadlifts because the first time I did it, I hadn't done it in a long time since college. In college, I wasn't even lifting a lot. Mm-hmm. I hurt my back because I did terrible form, and then deadlifts is always annoying because um, you're basically pulling w- dead weight off the ground. That's what I, I guess that's what they call it, deadlift. So every t- like if you don't have the proper form, you'll hurt your back, and then also it's very – like you can get easily get bad callus on your hand mm. from deadlift, and sometimes – I've even one time on my deadlifts seen my callus rip, Mm-hmm. and that it just hurts it just hurts to lift anything after that so right it's very much uh exercise that actually was it's probably my worst lift right now but i'm mm-hmm. definitely trying to improve it and do you mind sharing like at what point in your life were you i guess the heaviest and least fit the least fit definitely college uh i don't remember i was probably senior uh junior senior year was the worst but like I mean, the whole problem for me was that started, like, my uh, weight gain. Because I mm-hmm. used to be, like, I guess, quote-unquote normal or okay weight. I had a ankle injury mm-hmm. at um, a retreat you and I go to. Mm-hmm. Ninth grade, where we, we were told not to run into buildings. We still ran anyway. <laughs> um, we were playing manhunt <laughs> in, the, in the dorms. Mm-hmm. And I decided, oh, I, I was jumping, I was, the there's like sets of stairs, they're not too many stairs. These were in the old dorms, I think, not in the new ones now, but um, there were not too many stairs, so I was clearing mm-hmm. it fine. I was just jumping, I was trying to run away, because I was not fast. I was never, I've never really been a fast individual. Right. So, I was jumping the stairs, and then one, all of a sudden, I just missed a step, oh. and it landed straight on my left ankle. And like then, your whole body landed on it? No, no, no. My, well, uh, yeah. Like the left ankle just landed straight on the stair, mm. and it hurt really bad. And then, yeah, I was done. And now, like even to this day, like I think I still have like the bump on my ankle because I didn't get surgery. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. serious enough where I need to get surgery, but mm-hmm. that um that definitely messed up my ankle. And like sometimes even now, like it's, it might messes up my mobility a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, that start I gained like ten pounds or so from that ankle injury. And then, like, I would try to, I would burn it and then gain it right back, burn it, gain it right back. So, like, right. I never, after that, I was already behind the eight ball. And then college, um, everyone eats terribly. He's a freshman 15. Definitely <laughs> happened. I gained, like, 20-something pounds Dude, throughout same. the year. And then I would lose, try to lose it during the summer by running. I'd mm-hmm. run, like, I don't remember how much, maybe eight miles a day or something like that. Eight miles a day? Yeah. Dude. Uh, props, man. <laughs> Yeah. I can barely do I a mile sometimes. I, if you ever wonder why I hate running, that's why. Like, yeah. I hate running so much because it's a, it hurts your knees a lot. B, it's just exhausting. And I was doing outdoor running, so it was all hilly and stuff. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hills that I run in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I would lose some weight there. I don't know if I lost all of it, but I lose like a good amount. And everyone's like, everyone's like, when you come when I come back for school, they're like. Hey, you look a lot skinnier. I'm like, yeah, I've been trying. I've been running. And then I just gained <laughs> all the weight back during the year. Dude, no, I know. So, freshman year was especially bad for me because at that time when I was at NYU, mm-hmm. the city's only Chick-fil-A was in my dorm. Wow. <laughs> and it was open until midnight, like every day, uh, except oh, for Sundays, gosh. of course. So you can imagine uh, late night studying. I get hungry, you know. Mm, Guess where okay. I went. <laughs> but, oh, that's pretty sick. No, that's crazy. Yeah, because I saw old photos of you, and you used to look pretty chubby, and now you're, like, actually very fit and, you know, full of muscle mass as opposed to, like, body fat from, from back then. Oh, and yeah. I don't, actually, I don't know if you – because, like you mentioned, we, we met at retreats and stuff. Now we, we go to the same church. But when we first met, you used to go to the same church as Simon um, and, and – upstate new jersey right morris plains yeah. Yeah. and um so we only got to meet during church retreats and yeah. church retreats was something that i didn't really go to throughout college because mm-hmm. i went i had my college fellowship church retreat so i don't know if you recall what it looked like before college but i was i was pretty big i think at my peak i weighed around like 220 225 mm-hmm. and then i went to <laughs> 
I went to uh, Sydney for study abroad. And that was the semester that I really lost a lot of weight. Like that over the course of five months, I lost 45 pounds. Oh, and geez. a lot of my friends think it's because like, like so there is uh, one event where I pretty much had to only eat pe- or not had to, but I pretty much chose to eat only peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for an entire week. And people joke around saying that was the cause of my weight loss. But honestly, I think it was because when I did a externship there, the externship offered like a personal trainer and that personal trainer like every day after work you would work out with her for an hour she was like this really like ripped girl with like a pack she scared me the first time i saw her actually (laughs) she was just like she looked at me up and down she was like you're my next project huh i was like oh yeah i guess so (laughs) but no but like i think having a personal trainer really helps because one the trainer would know like what you need to work on right or like yeah. and can recommend you next steps based on you know what you can do you can't do but also i think having a personal trainer the other values that you have this accountability factor now because like before the personal trainer i used to think oh i need to lose weight so i'll just run every day yeah. right? i'll do cardio that's what, i feel like that's what like the general idea is everyone's like oh to lose weight just to just run but it's really not that simple it's not that simple yeah exactly and to me running is so boring like people tell me oh just run outside then you know get some scenery but still it's still so boring to me i don't know how people can do it especially you i don't know how you can run eight miles in a day that's just nuts i noticed my drive like i think at that point when uh when i started lifting like i don't when i actually i think that was like the same summer Mm. i first started going to ica so that first summer i was really really like i'm pretty sure i don't know if you remember but like that first summer i went i was just very motivated i was very motivated to always i probably talked about weight loss and fitness way too much i won't (laughs) lie i probably did (laughs) but uh i was very much so motivated into just trying to improve my body shape and trying to improve my lifts Mm -hmm. trying to just get in shape and i did like literally work my butt off i think that was probably that uh, having that um my friend, he didn't really train me, but, like, we didn't go to the same gym, and he just told me what to do. Mm-hmm. He gave me exercises, recommendations, and the nutrition, and, like, in the beginning, I was terrible at the nutrition. Like, I think the first week, right. I still lost weight because I went to the gym, but I was overeating still, so, like, mm-hmm. I had to just get used to tracking. I even got so, um, I was really, like, careful with my food tracking later on, where I had bought a food scale from Amazon to weigh my food, oh. and, and, like... I can't do it anymore because right. I just like I just estimate everything and I'm I'm better with my nutrition. But back in the day, I was really like, you have to eat this many calories. If you eat any more, no, <laughs> it's not okay. So um, yeah, so I was doing that and then um and then that would help and like that's why like also I don't I think I tried to not go out as much that year, mm. eating wise or like even like church food. I would eat very little or eat like I would eat a lot just to make sure I could hit my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Like, that first year was definitely the hardest because, like, you have to, like, in the beginning, you just have to lose weight. You have to lose weight, and you have to be, you have to, I have to go down to, I think, right. the lowest was, like, 1,500 calories or lower, and I also had to exercise a lot. So, you're not, you're not eating a lot. Like, you know, most people need, like, 2,000 calories a day. Yeah, that's so the average, So, you 500 right? less than everyone else, Wait, so... and then also exercising more. So, what would your meals look like in a given day, then? Like, what would the typical meal look like? So, what did I eat? I had, um, definitely had some protein shakes for sure because the protein shakes usually are low in carbs, low in fat, mm-hmm. have high protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have probably, I had a lot of chicken, I'd have a lot of fish, add some veggies in there for fiber because, like, because you're eating less, you might not, you just might not get as m- enough fiber. So, I just try to make sure I get it with veggies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I ate some fruit, probably. Some Greek yogurt, because Greek yogurt, like, at least the one I get from Chobani, mm-hmm. it's pretty close in, like, carbs and protein, so it's pretty worth it. Right. And then, like, I remember, like, when you get, like, when you start working out, too, like, you lower the fat and lower the carb. Well, most of the time, you lower the carbs as you're, mm-hmm. um, you keep the fat, like, a low amount, and then lower the carbs as you keep losing weight and then eventually stalling out. So, you keep lowering the carbs by a certain amount, like, whatever, 200 calories or whatever. Yeah. And then um, go from there. And I think my carbs, I don't know if it was below 100 at some point. It might have been, which is which means, like, like if you think about a banana, it's, like, usually, like, 
25 to 30 carbs. So I think at the worst, I could only eat like maybe three bananas max in a day or something like that. Or four. <laughs> Wait, I, I eat one. I get tired of it. I don't know how you could eat three to four bananas a day. I, just a discipline, <laughs> man. I guess a dis- I, was hung- I was hungry that first year. In 2018, when I was working out, I was monster. Yeah. The beginning will always be the hardest, right? Because that is when the lifestyle has to change the most drastically. Because after that, you just slowly ramp up what you've been doing. But it, at least yeah. it's something that you're used to. Yeah. So, so for you personally, then, what was the motivation behind adapting to this new lifestyle? Like, you know, everybody has their own reasons for doing something, right? Because I know some people, they want to engage in fitness to feel better about themselves, right? At least from mm-hmm. a physical standpoint. So other people want to d- feel, um, want to do it so that they can look better, right? They want to... That adapt certain sort of types of fashion that can only be pulled off if you have a certain body type, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, mm-hmm. what was your motivation for doing all of this? Ooh, okay, good question. Yeah, um, motivation definitely one thing was just I was like, I already, as I told you, I was already going to the gym beforehand and not mm-hmm. losing weight. So, like, I was definitely already trying to improve them, just get structure. And then I was already motivated because I was like, I'm already going to gym. I had no problem going to the gym and lifting. I just need to get the nutrition down. But the motivation was um, definitely I did body. Like, I'll admit, I wanted to definitely look better. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel better, like, physically. And, like, just, I feel like it was definitely a good challenge to have right there. Like, it was keeping me going, mm-hmm. like, during, like, my work. Because, like, I feel like doing the gym was, like, another thing I could do outside of, outside of home, outside of work. Mm-hmm. Where I could just like de-stress and also just be able to put on work in a different aspect and basically be able to like show people show like I guess show that show myself at least that I can do I, if I put my mind to it something I can absolutely mm-hmm. kill the goal that I'm gonna aim for. Well, uh, maybe your next goal can be to do the same number of push-ups as me, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Kevin and I we. We have this, I guess, this kind of running running joke where um, I had to do a push-up challenge because, you know, the team I picked lost the Super Bowl. So thanks a lot for that again. Uh, <laughs> and then Kevin also did push-ups another night at church, and we had to do the same amount. And I saw Kevin struggle a, a teeny bit, and I, I think it's because you worked out earlier in the day, right? But yeah, I dude, took advantage I of the fact that I saw you struggle, and I was like, we do the same amount, I don't even work out. <laughs> Yeah, I had the, the worst part was that day I had done chest day just earlier, so like you know, <laughs> I'm I'm already gassed, and I still was doing. Yeah, I was doing. I didn't finish. I did 45, I think, in the first set. Mm-hmm. I did. I was. I thought I could do. I've done 50 in one sitting, but I guess that day I didn't have it. Dude, you know that night I did the 50 push-ups. Yeah. To this day, I for some reason, whenever I think of that night, my arms get sore again. <laughs> like, it was just so traumatic from that statement. I'm never betting on a Super Bowl with you ever again. It's not worth it. Yeah, that was a scary Super Bowl though. I I was like, if I had to do a hundred that night, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that was the bet. So if my team lost, I did fifty. But Kevin lost his or Kevin's team lost. He had to do a hundred. And yeah, I had to make it interesting. You know, I knew it, fifty <laughs> for fifty is just not fair. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have been like, why? This is like of no gain to me. Why would I? Why would I engage yeah, in that? Exactly. I, had, I knew I had to up the numbers. So I'm just like, I'll do double. What about uh, 150 versus 50 next time? <laughs> oh. I know 150 would take me probably at least three sets. I don't, because like, yeah. no matter what, you know, push ups are just pushing up your body weight and yeah. your body weight. Right now, I'm kind of on the heavier side, not because of quarantine, but like, because I was bulking before quarantine. Mm. Now I've had to just keep my weight here and it's weird because like, I've try- I can't eat that much as I used to. Hmm. So it's like very hard to keep my weight up. And then I'm like, I think in February, I was probably 160 something. Hmm. I'm like 175, six minimum right now. So I'm definitely, it's definitely going to be harder now than before. Yeah. Speaking of bulking, you know, I actually get really jealous of you when you tell me you're bulking. Cause I just mm-hmm. see you with like a plate of like a mountain loads of food. And he's like, dude, I'm bulking. I'm like, can I bulk with you? <laughs> uh, but of course, like when you're cutting down, that's the, those are the phases where I don't envy you so much. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You see me because like during the summer when we um, or like going to we have like this uncle at our church. He always throws um like a Sunday night like kind of 
potluck. Like barbecue and potluck, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm during the summer, I'm usually cutting because like, it's summertime. Everyone wants to look good in the summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I we go there, and like I already had lunch at church. I probably didn't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot because I'm, like, I'm saving myself for dinner. Mm-hmm. I try to eat something in the morning because I need something to get me going, or else I might fall asleep on the drive. <laughs> yeah. So um, at, at um, this uncle's house, I would just like have to like resist eating like certain foods because like i knew they were high fat or high carbs yeah and it was tough because i just see everyone else just having a field day i'm just like oh no i can't yeah in addition to freshman 15 you have these summer barbecue 15s for sure that are <laughs> for sure uncle for at sure. church house yeah. but cool my ma'am again i must congratulate you man i feel like i'm sure you know what yourself already but just to add on to what you've already known like You've done a tremendous job with your body and like your work ethic, I think is, is honestly pretty inspiring to those who want to also engage in fitness. So I think they can look to you as an example of a success story in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I think one, like the, I remember the first, I think I normally don't really like posting on social media that much unless it's mm-hmm. like, I guess usually funny or just like showing like a part of my life that was interesting mm-hmm. or inspiring. But like, I remember I was like, Think I posted the weight loss on Facebook, just not not just because I was vain or I was happy with where I was. Because mm-hmm. I even then, like I remember, I was still like kind of I lost that I had finished the weight loss and I lost like uh, I think thirty eight uh thirty something pounds, thirty something. I don't remember how much, but it was thirty mm-hmm. something pounds. Mm-hmm. I think it was thirty six pounds. But um, I was just doing it just like I'm like if I can inspire someone else to make that change, why not? Yeah, like I. And even then, I was, like, also, like, for me, the motivation why I kept going after a weight loss was, like, I'm not happy where I was. Like, I was 155, mm-hmm. and I felt like I should have had six-pack abs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it because I didn't realize it didn't work out my abdominals enough and all that stuff. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just I knew I could improve from there. It was definitely a good motivation. And then also posting for me was not to be vain, but it was to just show that, Anyone can make this change if you just put your mind to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I actually remember I, when you posted that story or that, that Facebook post. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at it. And I was like, ooh, Kevin, careful. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, get all the ladies flocking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but again, man, seriously, much applause, much applause. Thank you. Thank um, you. So we still have some time left before we get into our second half. So something else I wanted to bring up that I think most people who know you know about is your your love for for fashion specifically shoes right <laughs> so i i i want to ask you but i also want to brace myself for this answer but how okay. many pairs of shoes do you think you've owned in your lifetime so far that you yourself purchased and like, okay to make okay. it easier so i've technically started buying shoes i think somewhere through somewhere high school Cause like I also didn't, my parents did not support buying me shoes all the time, and I also didn't want to do that to them because I'm like the shoes is my purchase and it's like mm-hmm. also not just worth worth it to like burden them with buying me shoes if I didn't need it or I just wanted it for fashion. But mm-hmm. uh, the amount of pairs of shoes I bought and kept probably in the at least in the um I'm looking in my room now. Are we, um probably at least twenty something. Oh, wow. Yeah, but one of these pairs I got for free, so we, I'm not, I'm not right. including that one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like every I don't know, at least every other week, I feel like you've mentioned to me that you bought some pair of shoes, and I'm the type <laughs> of person like I probably buy one, two pairs max a year. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Like what? What keeps you going in that regard? Is it like love for fashion? Is it like a collector's sort of um, interest? Um, I guess I think for me at that, um, it's not as much now. Like I haven't really been into buying shoes recently, but um, I'd say just like I like to, I like to have any different like you would see online. I used to look at all the sneaker sites, mm-hmm. see what was coming out each week, yeah, and then. And then see if like I like something, but um, the fr- I guess what really started my, uh, I guess boom, like 
when you when you met me, that was when I was really getting into sneakers. Uh, yeah. I had one, um, or at least reignited, because I had a love for sneakers before, but it wasn't like where it went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where uh, I think Simon and I were talking early morning during work or something. He was telling, I think we were talking about a certain shoe called um, it was um, Off White and Nike. They had just started doing a collection called the Ten, where mm-hmm. they would collaborate. And make ten, ten different, uh, have ten different silhouettes with Offway and Nike, mm-hmm. and this parachute, I was like, it looks okay, but I was like, I'm not that interested in it. But I just entered the raffle just because. I was like, why not? Let's see what happens. Right. And I actually won. <laughs> I actually ended up winning that <laughs> raffle. And then I'm like, oh, I was like thinking about selling it because it sold for like four times its a retail value. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was thinking about selling it, but then I was like, when I got it, I'm like, when's my chance I'm gonna ever win a sneaker off a raffle again? Right. Turns out I haven't won one in the past two years after that, <laughs> but uh, that I guess started my uh, real like win- winning that definitely was like oh sh-. like I definitely started di- delving into sneakers more, looking into it, mm-hmm. and then most of the shoes I actually have aren't like I bought retail, which was I think I was happy about because like if you, like it's usually just like you got to be quick, really quick on the click or just know what time they're gonna post it or start mm-hmm. selling it on whatever site mm-hmm. so that became a thing and then i got like 20 pairs of sneakers or so like not uh, yeah 20 pairs of sneakers i actually even got a pair of sneakers from my friend recently too because mm-hmm. he asked me about it so like what what actually determines the the value of these shoes right because like the shoes you show me are like sometimes i look at the price i'm just like dude <laughs> well <laughs> who would pay so much for these pairs of shoes is it like the rarity of these shoes that get people hyped up or is it yeah, based like, on perception? Like, what is it? Um, like, okay, so Off White Nike, that's just a big collaboration between two companies, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that really that happened. I think like a big collaboration like that happened, like with a streetwear brand, mm-hmm. like a more expensive streetwear brand collabed with Nike. Nike had already collabed with other streetwear brands, but Off White was kind of up there, so that that helped. Like having that drove up my shoe a little bit in price. I don't think it drove it up that much. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess, like, also, like, it, like most of my shoes also are collaborations. Like, um, yeah, Yeezys were um, Kanye West and Adidas, so that drove up the price to, like, 220 a shoe. <laughs> and then uh, there's another brand that did a collab with Nike called Fear of God. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive brand. I just don't suggest buying shoes. That's buying the, that's the high top one, right? Yeah, the high top yeah. one. That was the shoe. That's the one shoe I paid re- resale for because I really wanted that shoe. How, how, can I ask how much you paid for for resale? Eight hundred plus, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I regret that. I regret that for sure because it went down after. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Definitely yeah. regret. I want that was my shoe. I wanted that was like uh, what uh, sneakerheads would call the Grail. Like that. That's the, my, that was my Grail at that point. Mm. Wait, is, are you referring? To, is that the green one you wore? Yes, the green. Ah, one. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I'll give you that. So, yeah. yeah. eight hundred bucks. That's a. Yeah, that was. That's more than. <laughs> that's like four pairs of Yeezys. So, yeah, I hope you wear those eight hundred shoes. Uh, to good use, man. I hope you yeah, get to I show them off as them much as much. possible. I haven't worn them that much because quarantine, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like I always try to rotate my shoes, trying to make sure I wear the ones I like. There are some that I bought that I don't wear anymore, mm-hmm. but most of them I just like the most of the, the ones that I'm gonna like keep around. I'm probably gonna wear at least once a month at least. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side of that, then, what's the most you ever resold a sh- shoe for? So I've only resold, I'd say, two shoes actually, because I oh, actually okay. wasn't that big into reselling. Yeah. Unlike our mutual friend Simon, who who really made a he who did a lot of reselling and stuff. He was the one that actually reignited my sneaker interest too. Hmm. Uh, I resold one. So the shoe retailed at a hundred, I think. Mm-hmm. I re- I sold it for double the price easily because it was on mm-hmm. Nike and Supreme. And then oh, supreme, I yeah. resold another shoe, but I lost money on it. So <laughs> it's it's a tough market. Yeah, I mean, I know some like you know you ever hear the stories of those kids who like start selling sneakers and end end up like opening their own business that specializes in doing this. Yeah, it's like they make like six figures, seven figures a year. Sometimes it's crazy, mm-hmm. and they're only like yeah. sixteen, seventeen years old. I don't know yeah. how they do it, but usually they have. I think sometimes they have a connect at least that will 
get them the sneakers for like they'll probably pay like a little more mm-hmm. than I'd assume retail, and then they know they know like for example, if they do a coll- if they know they're trying to aim for a shoe that has um a collaboration, yeah, then definitely know like it'll be way over retail, so they'll just buy it for a little more and then resell from there or something like that. I'm not 100 percent sure on it because yeah. I don't really look into it that much, but yeah. All right. Sounds good, Kevin. So I think we can wrap it up here for our first half. In our second half of this podcast, Kevin, I'm going to be asking you some rapid fire questions. So uh, prepare your body for that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Won't be too bad. But all right. We're going to take a break here and we'll come back shortly for our second half. All right. Welcome everybody back to the second half of this episode with Kevin. So Kevin, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. So I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind for each of these, all right? Okay. All right, Kevin. Who was your first celebrity crush? Ooh. Damn. <laughs> I don't really remember, but uh, I'll just I'll say Selena Gomez. Really? <clears throat> Maybe. Me. I like. I don't. I'm really rusty on that. And also, actually, surprisingly, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not really big into like uh, celebs that much personally. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> was it because like you watch? Disney Channel or something? Like, why Selena Gomez? Maybe. I didn't really watch Disney Channel, actually, which is the surprising part. I watched, mm-hmm. like, a little bit, but not really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe musically, I, I saw her somewhere on some site or, or mm-hmm. like, what. I don't know. I, I think you know who mine is, right? No. I or if I, I say it, I feel like you would know. But I'll, go, I'll give you a hint. I got really excited during the Super Bowl halftime show because of this person. Oh, Shakira? <laughs> yeah. She was my Shakira, first celebrity yeah. crush. Okay, yeah. But we don't need to get into detail about that. <laughs> okay, cool. Next question then, Kevin. Do you have any phobias? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Bro. Wow, really? I don't, I don't. Not a lot bothers me. No, I know. I know a phobia you have, dude. Or I don't oh. know if it's a phobia, but I think it's really weird. I think you have what? a phobia of fruits. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, like, I'm not a picky eater, but like certain fruits, like. They just look weird. I don't eat like I don't like stuff that looks weird. I guess. I like I tried like the other. I think like two years, um, one year ago or so, we went to um dim sum and I think someone said to ask me if I want I had an eggplant before. Never had it. I tried it. I clearly tried it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. But it wasn't anything amazing. Like I'm open to it, but yeah. I just don't find the need. <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about that like one Saturday where we went? Yeah together oh i remember sitting next to you and you were like carefully examining each item it was just like <laughs> okay but I keep my food's very simple yeah <laughs> for the audience can you please let them know what fruits have you never had in your lifetime never had a mango never had a grape never had <laughs> cherry never had a pear probably missing some other fruits i can't think of all of them right now it blows but my the- mind that you've never had a cherry or a grape or a mango. I eat like I eat like the flavor. Like I've had like like I think today I had like a cherry flavor yogurt. Mm-hmm. But like there's like I guess they put pits in it or something mm-hmm. or some of the parts of the cherry, and I nearly choked on it. <laughs> I don't like, like I feel like I would never eat a cherry just because of experiences like that. Yeah, and and I and I tried to get you to try these fruits before, right? Yeah, Once I found out that you never had it. And yeah. you you refuse. So like, what would it take for you to actually try these things? Like, what if what if your dream girl was like, Kevin? You need to eat these things, or else we can't get married. Like, would you... <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would take that much. I just think like I have to be in like the mindset of just like whatever. Why not? Like, because I have some days where I'll just do whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm very much unpredictable person. <laughs> so you, but you won't try great because you or cherry or a mango because you think it looks weird yeah mostly honestly it's just a texture thing <laughs> it oh, honestly texture just thing. Is. okay yeah. is it like the skin or uh, what is it or like the actual flesh maybe just the skin i don't it, like it just it's like a grape just looks weird to me <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't call that a phobia though like if i had to eat it i would eat it like it's it okay. just i don't feel compelled to eat things like Right, unless I genuinely want to. <laughs> hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, I and I hope the audience agrees with me. Hope you try these fruits really soon, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay. 
Dude, I eat the same few. Like, honestly, I very much eat, like, the same sorts of foods. I'm very boring when it comes to eating right now. Like, mm -hmm. I will just eat whatever it takes to satisfy my nutrition. I don't eat. I occasionally I'll buy out, like, from, like, DoorDash or whatever, but, like, I mm -hmm. eat the same boring foods. <laughs> like, I, this is why I tell you, like, I don't even want to, like, I feel like I wouldn't want to cook, or if I cook, it's going to be really, really basic <laughs> because I just try to hit my nutrition. Dude, I, honestly, in that regard, I feel like we're total opposites because I'm the type of person that, like, if we go to a restaurant, mm -hmm. I would always try to order something different each time mm -hmm. I go. Like, I would yeah. never order the same thing. And I don't know if it's because I get this feeling of FOMO, like feeling of missing out or yeah. or or what, but I just like trying new c cuisines and new dishes. Like, something really stupid that I do is every time I visit a new country, I always try out their McDonald's just because <laughs> I know that McDonald's in different locations have, like, different signature items. So yeah. I, I always have to do that when I travel <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I I wouldn't say order the same thing all the time. Like when I go out, I don't order the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. But like I'd say, like when I'm like focusing on nutrition, like mm -hmm. I just usually like at home, like because I don't like I'm not buying my own food all the time. Yeah. Like I just just get my protein and get my carbs and like it's very much just like as long as I hit my nutrition, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. it, that's why it makes like kind of kills. Like, it helped me lose weight and everything, but it also kind of kills the enjoyment in eating for mm -hmm. me. I think that's that's a struggle most people face, right? It's like, are you willing to give up the enjoyment of eating for... Oh, yeah. it's uh, The enjoyment of eating is almost gone for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, life's too short for me, man. I need to enjoy my, my food. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Next question is kind of a stupid question, but I'm really curious to see how you how you think. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Oh, this is not my strong suit. I'm not a creative, not really a creative person, I'd say. Um, I feel like you still have to call it peanuts something because it has peanuts in it. So what would you um, call it? What would you market it as? Oh, this is going to sound terrible, but peanut cream, I don't know. <laughs> I could that's the first thing that came up to mind. Like I'm like, that sounds terrible. I know, you dude, you know the first thing that I thought of when I saw this question? I was like, nut cream? I was like, wait, that sounds so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that sounds um, I know, I know, it's so bad, but uh Yes. I mean technically it is a I do cream. feel like it's a cr more of a cream than a butter though. Yeah, it's not like Right? Or or maybe yeah. we can call it like a peanut spread. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but I don't. But understand. I feel like you wouldn't name it peanut spread. You know what I'm saying? That you would, you say you would say like peanut butter is used as a type of spread. You wouldn't go is this. I'm gonna call it this peanut spread. It right. just sounds yeah. Yeah, I mean peanut butter definitely has a nice, a better ring to it. But mm -hmm. I don't know, because when I think of butter, when you think of the normal butter, it's, it's very hard to relate that to like peanut butter. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like, different. It's definitely different in the texture and everything. Yeah, like I would class peanut butter more so like with things like nutella mm -hmm. which is a spread right it's a hazelnut yeah. spread or like well i guess there's cookie butter but even cookie butter i feel like it's more of a spread than a, than a yeah anyways all right peanut cream i hope you uh... <laughs> stick that into your head <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid okay sorry i just had to ask yeah. that question because i thought it was yeah no talking <laughs> stupid all right Next question. Kevin, what is your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Oof. Uh, I feel like because we're adults now, I don't really care too much. But I guess New Year's, I always have a good time on New Year's. I feel like, yeah, New Year's. That's a... What do you usually do on New Year's? Usually meet up with some friend, whoever friend that invites me. Because I usually get invited to like multiple and pick one. Um, And then just talk with friends, celebrate have some mm -hmm. champagne at once it hits um midnight mm -hmm. and then go on from there like this past i think this past new year's i got invited to my friend's girlfriend she invited she she's met me before and i guess she gets along with me and then my friend were like they both invited me to this um event in it was like an open bar thing in new york oh that was the, the, the suit and tie thing right yeah the suit and tie thing and i had my cousin over so I asked him if I could invite my cousin, and then also I invited my uh, best friend from high school that I still talk to there. And it was a pretty good night. We were just chilling and everything, talking, mm. meeting some different people and whatnot. Oh, yeah. 
I remember you talking to me about like taking your cousin as a plus one. Because like I had yeah, I didn't I didn't I wasn't talking to anyone. Like yeah. I had yeah. yeah, I'm maybe I was talking to someone at the low, but like it wasn't enough for me to bring him and also I was not just trying to bring a rando and also I didn't want to leave my cousin at home on New Year's, so that's really boring. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All that right. was a interesting night. <laughs> Do you do you even remember what happened that night, or is this one of yeah, those yeah, nights I re- where I remember what happened that night? Like, um, I think my friend was telling me a funny story <laughs> that some girl that um he was like, "This girl's into you. You should start talking to her." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Did you talk to her? Yeah, I did talk to her, and then like I was like just trying to like co- like I wasn't super into her, but I was like just trying to see how the conversation goes. It was not bad, mm-hmm. but like occasionally I also like because I brought people with me. I was like, and personally, I'm pr- I try to be uh, pretty loyal to my friends and mm-hmm. whoever I'm close to. Um, I just tried to check up on them to make sure everything was okay with them and whatnot. So mm-hmm. like I was like going back and forth or just talking with other people and like you know making sure I wasn't just talking to the same person the whole night. But uh, it was okay. But then I think she and I just well, I I still try to make an effort at the end. But like I guess mm. she, it wasn't wasn't meant to be. It was fine though. Like at least I gave it a shot. Like it was just. And then also I remember during New York uh, New Year's on when on the way back, I saw some scaffolding or something mm-hmm. on the way back to the walk. Also didn't know how to get back. Thankfully my cousin's been to New York so many times because he goes to Syracuse and whatnot. Uh, I did pull-ups on the scaffolding. I remember that in a suit. Oh, my. <laughs> and then we got, like, uh, we went to the diner in Newark and got uh, chicken and waffles or mm. something. Or, no, we went to IHOP, not Newark. But it was still in Newark, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty entertaining night, yeah. <laughs> You're one of those people that does push uh, pull-ups on scaffoldings. I see. You know? Oh, no, I just, it was so <laughs> random, dude. I was definitely not, I was not in the right state of mind to drive. Thankfully, we did not drive. No. I was not taking that chance on New Year's. Yeah, no, for sure. That was, that's the smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially on New Year's. But, but I mean, speaking of, um, this wasn't a question, but since you brought up, you know, your, your friend trying to set you up with uh, someone else, do you use pickup lines, Kevin? Not really. It's not my thing. I feel like also usually they're usually too corny for me. But All right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but if you had to use a pickup line, what pickup line would you use? <laughs> I think it's usually, if I do come up with pickup lines, I usually mm-hmm. try to do it name related. But uh, All right. You got one shot. Okay. Pretend I'm the girl in this situation. Use a pickup line on me right now. I'd probably use the, the Tennessee line. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> say it. Say it. The, are you from Tennessee? Cause you're the only ten I see. <laughs> I think I butchered the delivery, but like it, it was something like that. I think that's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta finesse that a bit better, Kevin. Come on. Yeah, definitely. Are. Me as a imaginary girl right now, I am very <laughs> unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll do better. Yeah. No, it's all about the confidence and delivery, though. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That's true. All right, Kevin. Next question. So, you you might have mentioned this in the first segment already about the fear of God shoe, but what was your most memorable impulse buy? Memorable impulse buy. Oh, I mean, the technically the shoe wasn't an impulse buy. That was a shoe I'd won for a long time. Okay. So, is there anything you else impulse that you bought buy. impulsively? trying to think like even the shoes i get usually like plan i look ahead and i plan out if i want it or not like i don't really like even like when i go out to the mall i don't really impulse buy Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't look around in my i'm trying to look around in my room right now and think if i impulse buy anything wait so how do you define impulse like like you see something and you just decide to buy it yeah because like I mean, that's what I would think too. But so I remember, um, so we have a, a, a friend at church. Uh, if you mm-hmm. remember Rebecca, you and Rebecca basically <laughs> agreed with each other that no one would buy any items for a certain amount of time. But then <laughs> we both broke it. She went to Nordstrom. <laughs> and what, what did you buy? I think I bought, oh, no, no. I remember what I bought. 
Oh, I guess you can count this kind of as an impulse buy because I saw it on sale, but it was still impulse buy. Oh, I bought a Burberry sweater. Hmm. Yeah, it was on sale for like I think forty to sixty percent off. It was oh. still expensive, but yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Okay, I guess we that was, that's the impulse buy. That's because <laughs> yeah, because I remember you guys were like, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna buy anything, and then next, like the very next week or something. You were like the first thing you said to me is like, dude, I bought something. I was like, Kevin, you just said last week, last week you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that was what I was thinking of when I thought of this question. I was like, <clears throat> like that has to be an impulse buy. No yeah, way no, that was, can you that was, that say was you wouldn't do buy. something and then the very next week you. That was something. an impulse buy. Yeah, because I went with um Simon to the mall in his in like the town over the town between me, my town and his town, and then we went to Neiman Marcus and they had a big sale because I think uh spring no winter sale hmm. and then uh yeah end up impulse buying <laughs> yeah does i just shook my head the moment you told me you bought <laughs> uh all right next question kevin what is something that is really popular now but you feel in five years time everybody will look back on and be embarrassed by <laughs> okay i'm gonna give my satirical answer because i don't believe this is actually gonna be true and then, uh, why do I feel like, like I know what your answer is? But okay, you know, you know, I was, <laughs> was going to say K-pop as I knew term. it. I don't believe, I, I don't it. believe it as like a real long-term answer. Right, right, there's right. no way. There's too much staying power. Yeah, unless they all go to the army, and then, <laughs> but I mean, um, they, they have to at some point. So yeah, uh, I guess real, real answer. I don't know. Um, I guess video, like, uh, I don't think people will be as inclined to do uh, video calling as much after because like quarantine. Mm. I guess. But, like, it's definitely still going to be a thing. It's just not... There's no... Unless we have another crazy pandemic like this. So. I mean, I don't think people will be embarrassed by that, though. Video calling yeah. is... Oh, be embarrassed. People. Oh, embarrassed. That was the part. Yeah. yeah. Um, TikTok. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. One of our friends said she, she was like, you're going to be... If someone wants to make a TikTok, it would be... I'm like, nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> Can you please? Just for comedy's sake... Like not even don't even do it seriously. I just want to see you make a TikTok and see what dude. The thing you come is, up with. I don't think people realize I am super inept with like <laughs> camera and video technology. Even on my iPhone, dude, dude. Like, I don't know like the Instagram filters, like or like <laughs> I don't know how to edit videos really well or anything. I'm so inept with that type of thing. I mean, that's the whole point of TikTok, right? Isn't it to make it easy for you to do those? But you have to edit it. You just have to edit it and add all these effects and nonsense, man. Like, I'm like, oh, it's not me. I can't be a cornball. I, I refuse to be a cornball. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if if you were to do TikTok, like, what type of content do you think you would, would put out? Oh, that's tough because I feel like everyone does the same type of thing. So it's like usually TikTok, I feel like it's like a dance or a meme. <laughs> Can I see you dance? It'd probably Kevin? be a meme related. I would not dance on TikTok for people. That's not for the people <laughs> to see. That's only to see when I'm going out. That's it. Uh, but, yeah, it'd probably be a meme related one, I guess, depending on what the meme, like the popular meme in today's time is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people also think that way of, um, at least for me, I never got into it, but you remember when Pokemon Go was a huge thing? Yes. Like, I know some people still play it now, but I feel like this is one of those things where down the line, you're going to be like, cool. Why? <laughs> yeah. It faded so fast, too. Yeah. But I, do you remember those, uh, like, you, you we mentioned the summer barbecue hangouts, but there was one week where I was, like, just shaking my head because, uh, so it's summer barbecue thing is mainly, like, a youth group yeah. hangout, right? Yeah. And I remember there was this one week where this Pokemon Go craze was so big that after dinner, everybody was like, okay, we're going on a Pokemon Go walk. And like, that's how they phrased it. And they, everybody actually did it. Like, and there are a couple of us where we were like, why are we doing this? And you just saw everybody with their phones out walking down the sidewalk. It was just like, yeah, this is embarrassing. And the beginning stages of Pokemon Go too, the funny part was they would uh, miscount your kilometers and everything. So (laughs) you have to walk more. Oh, yeah, because really? I realized this when I was running, dude. Because I used to, there was a stage where I was like running and like mm-hmm. trying to lose weight, and then um trying to do um, and I put my phone in my pocket so I could get my steps. And I wasn't. It was saying like I ran like let's say I ran like four miles. It counted as like two point two kilometers or mm-hmm. two something. It was it was the counting was bad on it. Yeah, 
I wonder if people actually use Pokemon Go to work out. I heard that that was a thing, though. Like, people actually worked out more. In the beginning, I think it was. But yeah, I don't yeah. know about now. Because now they make it easier, way easier to get it. Hmm. Well, it's, if anybody's out there that's listening to this does play Pokemon Go, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying. I feel like you would be embarrassed by it. You, you, I feel like you need another motivation. If you're using it for exercise, you definitely need another motivation to get you to exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Kevin, next question is um, one of the popular questions here on this podcast. But, Kevin, can you say anything in a language other than English? Uh, bon chance. Is that French? Which means, yeah, good luck in French. Ah, did you take French in school? Took it in sixth grade, and then I'm pretty sure, for the viewers out there, I have a half-French cousin. So. Oh, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, I told you this. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, where does yeah, where does your cousin live? Uh, right now he lives, I think, in Sh- uh, Shenzhen. I'm pretty sure he lives in Shenzhen. But uh, hmm. his dad is French. His mom is my dad's sister. Ah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I have a half French person. That's why, dude. I don't know if you also remember um when um Jean came to uh, ICA. Mm-hmm. I was asking about like France and stuff, and like talking a little bit of French because. I have that connection. <laughs> oh, so you, you can actually hold up a conversation in France in French. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> I know a little bit of French. I know like some French. Like I could talk some of it. Like broken. Mm. It'd be very, very broken. Yeah. I mean yeah. French is one of those languages where I feel like the moment someone says it like fluently, like you think you're so exquisite and like elegant. Like it's one yeah, of those like, like like for me personally, like when I even like just music or like uh just in general, I feel like mm-hmm. French is a nice language to listen to. Spanish, Italian, mm-hmm. like all those languages. I'm personally not a big fan. Like, I like those type of languages. I like, even listen to a little bit of Spanish music, but uh, mm-hmm. that's why also like I don't really like K-pop or that because I feel like <laughs> the language just doesn't sound or chi- even Chinese, dude. Like, okay, it doesn't sound that elegant at all. It don't- sounds like always you hear, especially like some people always say like when you hear a Chinese person person speaking, they always sound <laughs> like they're angry, man. <laughs> No, okay, in terms of music, I will very heavily disagree with you regarding Korean songs, but I will heavily yeah. agree with you with Chinese songs. I cannot take any Chinese rap seriously. Like, oh yeah, they all yeah they they already sound like Chinese already is kind of like an angry language, and then yeah. when you're Chinese rapping and rapping, you have to usually usually you're angry in some yeah. or like just passionate mm-hmm. in some aspects so like just combine those two and you just sound like someone <laughs> who's losing their mind who's just pissed at the world dude like i remember oh man someone recommended me a, a chinese rap song right and mm-hmm. the guy was rapping the mandarin and i guess from what i recall i think the translation of the song was like it was one of those like very it's very similar to like western rap now it's like very rapping about your own like sort of success and wealth and you know how mm-hmm you know yeah. glorifying violence and all of that but but the, but the way this guy rapped in Mandarin like I just could not stop laughing because he was trying to act like so tough in the music I think the music video also helped with it as well but like he was trying okay. to act really tough but he was like one of those like like scrawnier kids and more than anything the the language itself of what he was rapping just did not coincide with what the lyrics were supposed to mean so I feel like that's that's true about rap, a lot of rappers in general. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but I think it's because of the Mandarin factor that made it more than it. I don't know. Like, just like, because Mandarin's not, I think it's a beautiful language, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful, I think, when it's used in things like poetry or in things like, like sometimes even even like opera, but like rap is not where yeah. I think the language is supposed to be yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't even know about uh, actually, maybe singing wouldn't be as bad, but yeah, singing's not like bad. Just the flow of the language, like when you listen to it, it's like they're like it's tougher than like I'd say like a Sp- like Spanish. I feel like I love listening, like even though I don't understand that much Spanish at all, but I yeah. have like Spanish friends, and then like just listening to Spanish music is always nice. I feel like languages yeah. like that are more soothing. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like each language has. In a way, it kind of has its own specialty genre. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel like Mandarin songs are really good for, like, like love songs in a way. Or sometimes mm-hmm. even, like, funny songs. 
Yeah. And like, you know, Spanish songs I feel like are really good for like dancing. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. Each 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 genre has their own thing. Like yeah, I, like I personally really like Korean rap just because I think the the way that Korean words rhyme with each other makes it flow a lot better than than Chinese songs do. But I mean, to each their own, right? So mm, for sure. Right, but back to French though. Can you say something like in a prolonged sentence? Just because I want to see what envision this uh this exquisiteness of Kevin Chen. Um. So it's uh. <laughs> Uh, this is the only thing I can possibly <laughs> remember in a sentence, but it's a Kometapetu Jemapel Kevin. So first one is asking what's your name and then Jemapel is my name is pretty Kevin. But I know like I know like phrases better mm-hmm. than actually putting together sentences. Like I remember I was asking my um my cousin about how do you say like uh France is the champions because they won the World Cup or whatever mm-hmm. in uh twenty eighteen. So it's apparently it's champion du monde so uh, that's champions of the world so mm-hmm. per se so like i know like if i like look into it maybe i probably mm-hmm. remember but i don't i haven't really studied i don't really study languages like that mm-hmm. dude kevin when you speak in french i, I just imagine you with like a very very like a very nice mustache like holding <laughs> up a wine glass like, <laughs> i stuff. shaved my mustache but uh i like, like <laughs> i also yeah <laughs> i could see that i just try to like when I speak like a language like French, I just tried to sound, tried to ace the enunciation. Mm-hmm. No, that was good. That was good. I appreciate that, man. All right. So, Kevin, uh, next question is: If you could say anything to your younger self, what would it be? What would you say to little Kevin, Lil Kev, before Lil Kev, well. before K money, like K penny? Uh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, just be. Uh, Definitely try to be less lazy and just find motivation in any way possible. Because I feel like for mm-hmm. me, a big problem for me was I would just get by with like, like for example, in school, like in math, like I was usually, like I was learning math at home, but like that definitely helped. But like I always picked up math r- very quickly and yeah. then I got too complacent in the first semester in college with my math and then it came back to bite me. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like definitely I needed to, uh, definitely find something else passionate because i will just i never found anything really maybe basketball a little bit but mm-hmm. never put in the hard work yeah yeah speaking of basketball i hope you get to play basketball soon man so, i haven't played in so long man it's been so i don't remember the last time i played the last time i played was actually with you and oh wow that was the last oh, time like, i played basketball that's probably like the last time i played with people yeah that's probably the same for me actually yeah but oh i didn't wait what, what, what was your major in college? Economics with a minor in applied math and statistics. So you were you said you originally wanted to do a math major, but then you swapped? or, or Yeah, because I didn't know what it I, Like when they asked me, like I had no idea what I wanted to do in college for my major. Mm-hmm. So I just put math. <laughs> and then I, actually, like, oh. <laughs> I put pure math too by accident. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, I didn't want to do this. So I had to switch yeah. my major. Yeah, yeah, honestly though, like, one of my, my one of my more regrettable decisions in college was minoring in math. Hmm. Like, like, oh, I could see that. Yeah, that was minoring in math. Torture by the, like I was talking oh. to um, to Simon about this too. Like in terms of like favorite and least favorite subjects. Like growing up, I loved math, but hmm. once they introduced like variables and everything in it, then it was like I hated it. And then college hmm. is even worse. Then that's where they got into all those like deep theories and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, why do I? Yeah, need I hate to... the, the I hate theory behind math. That's not my thing for sure. Yeah, like to this day, I remember like differentials and like, why do we need to know that? I mean, I get like some fields use it, but like, I'm never yeah. gonna touch it in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a pure math or maybe even maybe physics I'd say, or engineers. Yeah. Besides that, I don't think any other thing people use it. Exactly. Uh, so, what made you switch to econ then? I struggled in uh, applied math. <laughs> and, uh, I felt like. Um, economics is more applicable just like in mm. daily life and it was also more intriguing yeah mm. so i don't know if you noticed econ was actually my worst subject in college oh wow like we had um well i guess to be fair it sort of acted as my wake-up call as well because mm-hmm. my first year in college we had to take a mandatory econ class and i got yeah. a c in it and that was oh, the wow. first c i've ever gotten in my life because like throughout high school i got like all a's and stuff and i was like mm-hmm. i think i got a little bit prideful about how smart i was 
yeah and then uh freshman year that that was a rude awakening but <laughs> yeah definitely me too for yeah. me my thing was like i would just like i would be like uh in high school i would just uh forced to study and i hate being forced to do anything yeah. it drives me mad so um <laughs> i kind of rebelled and let my grades live and instead of actually realizing how much they kind of matter mm. so um for besides math everything else is like b's maybe even a c there here and there mm. but uh yeah so uh definitely college was a wake-up call to like start working harder for sure yeah all right, Kevin. Well, we did talk a lot for today, so I think this is a good place to end this episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I hope you mm-hmm. enjoyed doing this. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, thank you to all the viewers. I hope you got to learn more about Kevin today, just like I did. And we'll see you all next time.